Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 60 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions, and even more opinions again. More opinions, ladies and gentlemen. So today is a very special day, and we have a very special guest with us today. He is a gymnast, an acrobat who performs in a show in Las Vegas, and he is my younger brother, Thomas Hansen. Say hello, Thomas. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> I am so excited that we have Thomas on today. Me too, man. I've I always wanted, wanted this to happen, while. and I I never thought it would actually happen. Oh, that's and so here touching, Matthew. Thank you. Yeah, this is great, man. <laughs> and here we are. So first, I just want to get out of the way that I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear about what Thomas does. We've talked about him before, but Thomas is legally not allowed us to talk about anything. So today we're going to talk about movies because Thomas loves movies. And Matthew and I have definitely had our fair share of conversations. One or two. I love movies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's just get started with Thomas. What is your favorite movie? Favorite movie like recently, all time. Like what? Like, all, like all time, what's your favorite? All movie? time, I've got to say, Goodwill Hunting. Really? I I could watch Goodwill Hunting again and again and again. I don't get tired of it. I just I love the story. I love the character. Um, just Will Hunting, like I I love him. I love his dynamic with Robin Williams, his therapist, and just everything everything about that movie. I love really? it. Really? Mm-hmm. I would never think Goodwill had like I know you like that movie, mm-hmm. but I would never think that's like you're above everything else movie. Oh, it's just uh, I I put story above everything else, and I just feel like the story was strong. It was an awesome, just the um, mainly the character because I'm a I'm, because I'm an aspiring actor, so I I really pay attention to the character and the development, and I look at Matt Damon and the way he developed the character in that film, mm-hmm. and just the way him and uh, Ben Affleck uh, came up with the Whoa. script and how. It That's all a lot of big names came out. I've never seen this movie. You've oh never seen no, it? I just heard Robin Williams, That's, Ben Affleck. This this is like, like what got Matt, Matt Damon, Damon and Ben Affleck big. Yeah, this was what started. I've never seen it. They wrote the movie. So the story is they were like roommates in Boston, right? And they were both uh-huh. aspiring actors, and they both wrote a movie together and sent it to Hollywood. And uh, Hollywood actually has like a vault that just has a bunch of scripts in it that they like, you know, they'll get to one day kind of thing. Mm, you know? So I when they're see. looking for a good movie to do to make money, they'll go into the vault. So this movie actually sat in there for like they sent it over and like didn't get a call or anything for like seven years. And oh, then wow. all of a sudden uh, they both got a call and like, hey, we want to make your movie. And then if I remember correctly, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck flipped a coin mm-hmm to see who would play the main part and who would play the part of the best friend. Uh, yeah. yeah. How funny. I guess that's the next one I'm going to have to watch. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it literally launched their career. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think it won Best Picture when it came out. Too, it, 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 was it was definitely was nominated, nominated for an Oscar. Um, I can't remember if it won or not. Yeah, it's... Hmm. But I, I still wanted to put that as like... You've just seen so many movies. I, I've seen so a lot of movies, movies but, but, but like I said, it was like just the acting was superb. The character development was was all there. It was all put together very well. Um, Who's your favorite actor? Favorite actor? Or actress, hmm. whatever we actor, are. We're not sexist here. I, I, I have a very outspoken favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know who Adam's favorite is. I don't even know if I have a favorite. 
I definitely have ones I do enjoy. You, do you know, have if, one that's like jumps if, out? If I think of my favorite actor, I'm taking in mind like who who has shown like they're versatile. They can do a little bit of everything. Um, who is it that like really hones their craft and stuff? And like a few few names come to mind. Matt Damon definitely being one of them. He's taken a lot of. He's Louise's. He said Matt Damon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> first name he said. But okay. that, but just what just because two? we were because we were talking about Goodwill Hunting, so it's the first name that popped in my head. Um, number two, another great actor that just you know um, Robert De Niro. Oh, he's yeah. good. Yeah. He's pretty good. I feel like, you know, the guy's made a lot of great movies. He does well in all of them. Um, you know, as especially for what was that movie he did with Robin Williams where he played... You know, Robert like a, De Niro did with Robin yeah. Williams? Yeah. What, what was that movie where he's he's in the hospital? And, oh, uh, you know, that's where, I, that's I know where my mind goes though. to, like, most of all. Like, just his acting in that was... Well, see, that's, that's always my... So, so I agree with you because I know what movie you're talking about. But I can't remember it. Uh, for those out there, just for context, there was this movie that came out years ago with yeah, go ahead and look it up. But there was a movie that came out with Robin Williams and Robert De Niro, where and it was based off a true story. Robert De Niro played this guy that had some disease that basically puts you in this like catatonic state, but you're like conscious, you just can't oh. move, so you have to be constantly like taken care of. And he was in this hospital with a bunch of other people that had the same disease. Well, somebody like, quote unquote, developed a cure for it. And they tested on Robert De Niro and then it worked and they tested on everybody else and it also worked. But then Robert De Niro starts to digress back into old ways. So then everybody's like, well, we know what to expect. And he basically just develops a relationship with his doctor who was never able to speak to him or anything because he was always canatonic. But Robert oh, De Niro wow. does do fantastic in that movie. But well, my original point was, though, is like, but there are actors out there like Robert De Niro who, like, I do like and I do think they're good in some movies. And same thing with Matt Damon. I think he's good in some movies. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing with some of those actors is I feel like a lot of them do a lot of shitty roles, too, though. Mm-hmm. So it's like the actors I always have to choose as far as my favorites are ones that truly blow me away in everything that they're in. Yeah, yeah ones so that are just if I had to answer, so If I had to answer my favorite actor somebody who I think no matter what role they are given, they blow it out of the water is Hugh Jackman. Oh, that's, yeah. I would definitely I put Hugh him up Jackman's there. really good. Yeah. You know who else I just thought of right now, actually, when who? you're saying that? That I don't know if they're necessarily the best actor, but they do blow me away in every time they're in a movie, hmm. is um, Will Smith, of all people. Y- He's yeah. actually pretty damn good in a lot of different roles. I agree, but... The problem I have with Will Smith is I feel like he's one of those actors where all of his roles are are kind of the same. Like he's so, like he's always Will Smith, you know what I mean? Like you it, there's never like it never breaks the illusion for me of this is not Will Smith. I don't know cuz he has he has action in uh-huh. like iRobot. Right. Okay. Where he can play like the sassy a- action character. Right. Right. He has comedy, you know. Can't find it, Thomas. No. Oh, it's not that important. I don't even remember what it was. Anyway, he has um, funny, you know, Fresh Prince, a lot of other movies where he's just kind of like a, I don't know, like a suave, just funny guy, good with the ladies. And then he also has like Pursuit of Happiness where he can be very like heart. 
tugging. Well, I and I think that's where Will Smith uh, excels the most is in those more dramatic roles. Yeah, me too. But I also, but like, I like actors where when I watch them, like I truly am seeing a very different character. Yeah, where so they like, transform. Yeah, so like yeah, for example, if we're talking about Will Smith and I Robot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a more serious role. You know, he's like that the bad cop that just has the the you know quips and everything. Yeah, for exactly. Everything you say exactly. But I don't see. M- a lot of difference. I don't see far enough away from the spectrum of like Fresh Prince. You know, it looked like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air just grew up, <laughs> went into, and went had into androids. Law yeah. <laughs> like that's what it felt like to me, and that's what it feels well, like with a lot of. I guess roles. it's just that everything he puts out, I go see. Yeah, like I, I, I enjoy, enjoy everything him. that he's in. I enjoy watching him, but like, but then there's people like you know Heath Ledger who plays a role like the Joker, and you watch that, and you can't even imagine Heath Ledger in there anywhere. It's you like know? it's like Denzel Washington puts on a better performance than Will Smith does. Yes, but I've seen a lot more Will Smith movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's that dynamic that he's he, just everywhere. He's a good niche actor. He he's just he's very like you can fit him in anywhere, mm-hmm. and you know you're gonna get a. a a good enough performance to make the movie good True. from him, you know? True. But, I don't know, but, like, actors, like, I really enjoy Hugh Jackman, or Ralph Fiennes is another one I enjoy, who I feel like always plays very versatile characters. He played, uh, he's been in a lot. He was, in, he remember, was Voldemort. He, well, he was Voldemort oh, as one of them. okay, there you go. That's all you have to say. <laughs> but he, also, he also played a Nazi, uh, a Nazi soldier in Schindler's List that he did a really good job oh. with. He was in, remember I showed you the, like, Wes Anderson, like, here's how a Wes Anderson movie is made. It was, like, that very symmetrical yes, art Yes, I do remember that. He's in a lot of those movies, but plays a very different role every single time. Hmm. But... Yeah, as far as actors go, that's probably who I would choose. And J Law for actress, I think Jennifer Lawrence. Could Jennifer be Lawrence, yeah, she she is making oh, a J. good Law's name good. for herself. Mm-hmm. So Thomas, if uh, if one day you become an actor, you said you aspire to be. Yeah. Um, what what roles do you feel that you play well? What do, what do you do? I feel like I I would do really well, and maybe um, I I feel like either action roles, just mainly because of my physical capabilities, you know. Then, yeah, your background would be really good. For yeah, that. like I've been gymnast my whole life and, you know, I'm a professional acrobat. Um, so I feel like I'd be really good in like those roles and stuff just because I'd be able to do my own stunts and everything. But also want to like do some dramatic roles because I feel like, you know, that's really where you get down to like core of characters and stuff. And like right. I said, I'm big on character. Yeah, so like sure. any, I would love to do a movie where like it has just amazing character development and just, you know, be able to, like Adam said, transform into a different character. And that's what really appeals to me about acting was just that that you don't have to choose one thing to be. It's like you almost get to be a lot of different things because you study each role and you get to, like, completely submerse yourself in different experiences that maybe you didn't have, but you got to research them and, like, try and, you know, interpret them into your own life. Because that's what acting is. It's just bringing out like real emotion, you know, in the form of something else. So you're so, so it, there's there's a term for that kind of acting, isn't there? Because all Method actors acting. take on the role. Yeah, where yeah. you are the kind of actor delving who into really, your role. You become your character. Yeah, Would like you, I wouldn't go so far as like Jared ask, Leto did yeah. for like the Joker, where you're just like 
you're just constantly a character on and off set because I feel I feel like a truly great actor too needs to be able to shut it off yeah. and be able to know Absolutely. like go from one to the other. Otherwise, you're not really acting. At yeah, that, are you? it's you it's know? no, you're just living it. Yeah. yeah. So so as far as being on stage and on set, you're mm-hmm. the act, you're the person. But then when you leave that, you become Thomas again. Yeah. Exactly. When you're not on camera, like you're not on camera. It's like know how to get in and out of your character. So I'm actually curious then now that you say that, because you were the one that showed me the documentary with Jim Carrey about playing Andy (laughs) Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And I remember when we first watched it, you were actually very enamored by Jim Carrey. I was intrigued by it. I, I was intrigued by how he went about it. Not saying, not condoning it, not uh-huh. saying I would do the same thing, but I was just intrigued about how he went about it and just how far it took him. Because it was a, well, it was a doc. The reason why I asked was because when I first watched it too, I was, there was a little bit of me of like kind of the, the stars in your eyes where I'm like, wow, look at this actor work, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember I went back and watched it again. The second time through watching it, I realized I was like, wow, Jim Carrey's just being a dick. Like there was yeah. literally a part where, because they were doing confessionals with Jim Carrey too, so they're interviewing him about it and then cutting back to pieces of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those out there who don't know, there was a documentary about a movie called Man on the Moon that was about uh, the comedian Andy Kaufman. Uh, and Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman, but he like did a method acting to where he really was like the, the words he used was he was possessed by the soul of Andy Kaufman. He, he made became, people call him Andy. Yes, if they did, if they set. called him Jim, he wouldn't answer to him. Like, yes, went really far. And it, it, really, and it far. really rubbed people the wrong way on set and made them hard to work for. There's a documentary on Netflix about about it all. Yeah, and we've it. done a whole podcast about it. Yes, but he did. Uh, <laughs> But he did a uh, interview, and they were talk. He was talking about one of the times when Jim Carrey or the director called Jim Carrey and was like, you know, like it's hard to work with Andy. You know, we obviously talking about Jim Carrey, but it was just like, you know, we'd really like, you know, Jim back on set, it's hard to work with and Andy. Jim Carrey was like. <laughs> Like, well, you know, I can do a, uh, I'm a really good impressionist. I can do a, an impression of Andy Kaufman if that's what you would like. And he was just like, no, I want Andy. And I was like, Jim Carrey's <laughs> literally saying, this is what, the context of what Jim Carrey is saying. You're either going to go along with my fucking charade or I'm not going to give you my best performance in your yeah, movie. That's literally what he told me. And him. it's like, what a fucking dick. <laughs> like, like what, an, what an ass kisser on the director's part, though. Yes. Because at any time, he could have been like, okay, we're looking for a different person. Well, and this is yeah. the same director, though, that bit. came to him months before they started the movie uh-huh. and said, um, he goes, right now you, you look broken, you look miserable, don't change. <laughs> that's what, this is the same director that told him that, and, and Jim Carrey said in the interview, he goes, that's what kind of fucked up business this is. <laughs> the director came to him and said, like, you look so broken right now, so, like, so down, and he's like, don't change. Oh, like, I need you like this. I need like, you like this. So Please. he wanted that, and he knew he did, but just the repercussions of it, Jim Carrey's just like, if you want it, I'll give it to you, but you got to accept what it is. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't I don't think it was that like... But Jim Carrey, ride, not, not like, saying like... Like I said, I don't condone it. I thought it was very... Going back to the, the point, I thought it was intriguing the way that he got so 
delved in it because I believe the brain is very, very powerful. Yeah. And he believed himself to be Andy Kaufman so hard and like he felt like he was actually becoming Andy Kaufman completely in his head because there are things that he did that they were like, Andy Kaufman wouldn't have done that. But Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman would be like, it's just not the way it worked out this time. Like he was living another <laughs> life as Andy Kaufman. Like he was going through and doing it again. But just to just to delve into it so much where you trick your brain into believing you're somebody else because he said like he would sometimes he wouldn't know who he was he'd get like trapped in that character Mm. and i truly believe that can happen just because you can just like hypnosis is a thing like you can trick the brain and if you believe something hard enough so here's so here's my rebuttal to that because i do agree with you to an extent and i do believe there are actors who can do method acting very well and do it the correct way one Mm -hmm. of those being the one of the if not the most famous method actor and that's daniel day lewis Mm -hmm. where every single time he does a role he literally lives out that role and i remember during one of his he's won like four oscars for best actor i've never heard of him and i uh believe well that you should (laughs) i'm terrible with movies i promise you you, you've seen him though (laughs) yeah you saw did you see gangs of new york yeah he was the guy with the mustache oh okay i know exactly what you're talking about yeah exactly great he also played lincoln Lincoln, spielberg's lincoln don't know that one. But um, but he's somebody who even when he won an Oscar once, he even said like I want to thank my w- wife and kids for living with like nine different people, you know, over the years. So at least he was kind of cool about it. Yes, but he's also somebody where if you watch his films, he truly trans. You can tell this man has transformed himself into this character, and it's very impressive to watch him. There's mm-hmm. a reason he's won as many Oscars as he has. Dude. However, so my rebuttal to like Jim Carrey doing it was I ended up watching a video where they put side-by-side Jim Carrey and Andy Kaufman and some of these scenes they recreated for the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I watched the the Andy Kaufman ones compared to Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey's literally being Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one thing Andy Kaufman was very famous for doing where he basically, he put on a record and he stood on the stage and he mm-hmm. just stood there awkwardly while the the verse played on this track. Uh-huh. And then when it got to the chorus, he would lip-sync the chorus and then just go back there standing there awkwardly Mm -hmm. right that was the kind of humor andy kaufman did but when jim carrey did the recreation of that during the points where he was supposed to be quote-unquote standing still he was he was like bobbing a little bit and moving his knees a little bit like obviously moving a lot more than andy kaufman did and if you go back and if anybody goes back and watches the original footage Mm -hmm. you know there's no movement at all it's just standing there so it's like he he delved into it but you know didn't really capture the role yeah like you think he should have so when he does thing or says things like you know oh well you know that just wasn't how it worked this time around with andy kaufman and then you watch the side-by-side performance is like well I don't really believe you you're Andy Kaufman (laughs) (laughs) because here's this and you could even fucking stand still for four minutes yeah you know so those are things that bother me and that's what makes me wonder of like did did you really get really involved in this role or are you just being a pompous ass you know if if you're gonna play something up that much at least do it like perfect justice exactly. yeah. you know you don't miss a beat if you're going to be that outspoken about it exactly true but i don't know that's why i have i enjoy some of jim carrey's movies but that's definitely the issue i have okay he can't do dramatic roles though i've any dramatic yeah, role I've seen him in, he's just horrible no and he's just getting worse with years so thomas how do you feel about just i'll just 
pick a name out of a hat randomly here. Okay, right. but let's say someone like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> okay. How, how do you feel about someone who someone like him and his acting? Oh man, Leonardo DiCaprio. No pressure. Well, Wolf of Wall Street was amazing. Yeah, I have to say I love that fantastic. movie. I thought he did an amazing job. Um Greg Gatsby, you know, eh, I wasn't a huge fan of. You know, he's really hit and miss for me. It's like some things like like what was that movie he finally won the Oscar oh, for? The, we talked about the, Reverend. About the Reverend. The Reverend. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan no, of the no, Reverend. No and just I forget think, that he was But in I it. think <laughs> I think it wasn't so it. much for his acting. I think it was it just wasn't my type of movie. You know? It just Well his acting was amazing. But the yeah, movie sucked, yeah, right. his acting like I said, his acting it wasn't because of his acting. I think I just didn't really like the, well, the you movie. S- you said he's hit or miss for you so what yeah. movies have been misses for you oh man that romeo and juliet thing he did for one um oh. <laughs> not about the modern day romeo and juliet the thing with the, take on with the same script yeah just no okay. it didn't well work. that was definitely an artsy movie. i was just gonna yeah, say yeah. a little, right, little artsy okay. on that one um yeah. what about like have you seen basketball diaries I have not seen Basketball Diaries. Oh. I hadn't heard of it either. Until that was an early one. Okay. It was a very early one for me. I don't know why I'm blanking movie. I love that movie. a lot on Leonardo DiCaprio movies right now. Hang on. Like, like, I, like I've seen a lot of them. What about Django Unchained? Django. Uh, How'd you think of that? Leonardo DiCaprio in Django or just movie Django? Just Leonardo Django. DiCaprio okay. in Django. I thought I thought he I thought he did well, definitely as the southern, you know, plantation owner. Definitely right. played that part well. But then again, that's kind of an easy part to play. What about Shutter Island? I liked him in Shutter Island. So overall, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, it's, see, we're coming around to it. All, all people have to do is think about like, it for I'm a second. Thinking about <laughs> and they'll be like, like, oh, always. wait a minute. Okay, yeah, like, I do love like, I truly think he's one of I don't the, know why the I was spacing. Of our time. Like, I, I loved Inception. Possibly who's ever lived. You know what, what movie just popped up over here on IMDb? And I don't know if you guys have seen it. The new Robin Hood. Have you not guys seen, seen this? Out. All right, let me tell you about the how's, new Robin how's Hood. Late day, Leo. Uh, let me doing? let me get into this. Wait, 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 oh wait, wait, no, wait. he wasn't. But Leonardo DiCaprio. He was a producer. Movie. That's why oh, he was a producer. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Well, I just I'm, put some money towards. I'm on IMDb, <laughs> folks. I I live on IMDb. I love looking at movies and trivia on movies. It's okay, I love doing so it. I can tell so. you have opinions about. Robin okay, Robin Hood. Hey, let's hear it. Um, so it looked really good in trailers, right? And you're like, all right, cool. This like young Robin Hood, Hood yeah. like kind of like an action movie, you know? So <laughs> in the movie, first of all, they tried to do like this modern thing. They did it on purpose, but just, I didn't think it looked right. They tried to do like more like modern clothing on them. So like their movies. It still took place back. In yeah, the but it still took place. But they oh, tried to go weird. for like, almost like this more modern look with the clothing. So that kind of put me off just a small thing. But another thing is like when he's, um, when he's shooting arrows, so he just has an endless supply of arrows. He's just constantly one right after the other, like like it's a freaking machine gun. <laughs> Isn't that what they always complain about Hawkeye in the Marvel movies? Too? Yeah, but at least you watch Hawkeye like grab him out of his back. And there's even a time when oh. Hawkeye doesn't have <laughs> arrows anymore. He's like, damn, I'm out. Oh. It's like this ne- that never happens with Robin Hood. And it's just a sheep. He has nothing fancy holding those arrows in. He's jumping around. He's flipping. But he's always got arrows. They're always ready to go. <laughs> Another thing looking at like the technical side of the movie, just like every camera angle was like weird and different, like felt like it came from another movie. Like it, it 
they weren't like the same look. Like they copied, you know, and they just photoshopped it was like, another movie. And yeah, or Hood. like it was like just <laughs> different. <laughs> it was just like different quality. Like together. here's this 4K like awesome fight scene, and then like a scene of like the horses running by, and it looks like an old fashioned like take of a movie or something. Like that. <laughs> it was like I felt like I was getting like weird. I don't know weird um, pictures of different movies. I don't know. It was it was interesting, but. Yeah, the movie overall, I was, I was laughing. Like it was, it was just funny how like dumb some of it was. The uh, you want a good laugh? Go go see the new Robin, see Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, but don't don't like pay for it. Like go to Redbox or something for like a dollar or two. <laughs> so I was uh, I was outside with Thomas earlier, and I asked Thomas Matthew if he had seen the movie Us. And oh yeah, that's uh, that's the Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele movie. Yeah, I have he, seen it. He gave it a seven out of ten. Oh no! Yeah, now for I any said. other movie, I'd be like, oh okay, cool, seven yeah. out of ten, rock on. Right. Now I'm disappointed with this one on this, seven out of ten. Yeah, that's gonna be a real unpopular view too, just because I feel like so many people are just like, oh man, but Jordan Peele and he just did. Oh, he's hot right yeah, now. Yeah, he's hot right now. Just won an Oscar. Do um, you put it above Get Out, or do you think Get Out was better? I think Get Out was better. Really? Um, just because it was a very abstract. So if so for I'm not going to give anything away really here, but it's just an abstract concept that he did, and it's like it had it had a message and it had an undertone, but just the whole thing itself it was just executed poorly. Uh, not executed poorly. Like it's like every all, everything was there. And it was it was all there, but it wasn't. <laughs> so what did you not like? <laughs> it was all there. I'm trying to. Well, you guys haven't seen the movie yet, um, but I just felt like there were there were holes in it, things that didn't make sense. You know, it was more about the message than anything. Okay. It was more about the message and not so much about like making sense of the storyline. You know. Okay. If that makes. Does that make sense? They focused on the moral and not the story. Yeah. It's like it, it was all about the message it was, you know. Trying to portray. Yeah. Gotcha. It's all about. Did they set up message. for like a second movie? No. No. It's the end. When you At the end of it's the end. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure some company will come in and pump out 20 of them, you know. I don't know. It'll Jordan. be now, us. We. I'm, you. I. I don't know because <laughs> Jordan Peele has, you know, producer, writer, like director credit everything so that might oh yeah be a... well, so did saw and they still pumped out eight of those oh yeah true. yeah and look how it turned the first saw yeah. was the only actual oh, good movie yeah first saw was fantastic did you guys see the new predator oh my gosh no i lost oh, it. I it was honestly, so bad the only predator movies i even remotely enjoy are just the first and second they uh, come out after that i just feel weird talking about the movie at all just the name is so <laughs> the hard predator. to say yeah like you seen the new predator like <laughs> in the neighborhood should i be, should I be worried like, what are you talking about <laughs> hide your kids hide your wife you mean all those red dots that show up on the map <laughs> movie predator but was it just corny or oh was so it just... corny and just the comedic bits in it were just ridiculous <laughs> like just making the predator out to be a joke Really? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a shame because they they were pretty badass movies back in the day. Well, but the thing is, like, how much can you really do with The Predator? Like, 
it's in the name of what he does. You can have him fight Alien. does, you know. Well, that was the <laughs> coolest thing they that did they that ever twice. did. That was the best thing yeah, they ever did was Alien vs. Predator. I love mm-hmm. that movie. I the other movies only movie. existed to set up that movie. <laughs> right. That's how I feel sometimes. But no, but it's like, but the whole thing with Predator is he just like, he runs and hunts things. He just he runs around. He's an alien serial killer, mm-hmm. essentially. So the first one, you had the jungle. The second one, you had the city. So now they were just like, all right, now let's have it take place at a nursery. Let's have it take place at a hospital. Let's have it hunting people on a planet. Oh, well, it's like the same thing that they're doing with the Terminator movies, where they're coming out with another one. I, I don't know, know why. I refuse to see I didn't that know last why they one came that came out, out with the last one. Oh, yeah, Genesis. What was the purpose oh, the of that? All right, so I never watched it. I refused to watch it. It'll just ruin all it's of it for me. It's not the worst movie ever, but right. it was the worst Terminator movie. Part of being, yeah, being part of the franchise, It looked like a superhero though. movie. It yeah. looked like they were trying to do a superhero movie with Terminator. Yeah, I get Yeah, yeah. You saw it? I saw it. Is that it. what it, it looked like? Because that, so that's how it looked from the trailers. that it looked newer. I liked, like, if you could say, like, the graphics of a movie. Like uh-huh. you said, the graphics of a video game. You know, like... It just looked more modern, right. which was cool. Mm-hmm. But everything about the story was not impressive to me. I didn't enjoy the story at all. Well, and the thing is, with the, especially with that franchise, they keep having every time there's a new sequel, they have another director comes in and they change around the, who's playing each character. Yeah, and it's like it takes place in their own version mm-hmm. of that universe. And if they, it was they its should own not... movie. I probably would have liked it a little bit more, honestly. Right. If they didn't call it Terminator and just made it like a robot movie or something, right. it would have been cooler. And they should not still be trying to use Arnold Schwarzenegger for that. All right, yeah, so he's, so he's I, I've he's met Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he looks so old. Like I, they they <laughs> do a bunch of movie magic, makeup, and everything to kind of make him look younger and stuff. But man, in person, that guy looks so old. Well, he even got uh, criticized at the time, I think, because yeah. even at the time, he was starting to look older. Well, yeah. the thing is, you're playing a robot. Robots aren't supposed to age. The meats, yeah. they're not going to be like Schwarzenegger's oh, let's go with an in older his seventies. Oh my god. No. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just, it's, no. Stop it. Stop making Terminator movies. And there's you know another one said to come out. I know, I know. They, they should have made another Robocop. I think they did. Fuck Terminator. Robocop was bad. You guys remember that? They, I haven't are seen you old the, enough to know Robocop? I know they, Robocop, they but like, are you it. talking about, yeah, they did remake it. Oh, did they? There yeah. was there was it one that didn't do well. Yeah, oh, like pretty recently remade? Yeah, like, like three uh, years ago. Oh, oh, you know maybe what? I kind of think I remember that. Five, I didn't see that one. I didn't see it either. I, I have a friend out. of mine, though, who's a huge Robo- RoboCop fan, and he went to go see the movie, and he was like, it was shit. Maybe it's like a Mortal Kombat deal. Maybe it's only cooler like in the older graphics. Yeah, I think nowadays it's just not cool. 2014. So I, I think it's like a cult movie, really. Yeah. Is, you know, so like you can't re. It's like trying to remake Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, they did do that. I was going to, yeah. I mean, but, but when they remade Rocky Horror, horror though they did it smart they didn't try to market it as like some big hollywood movie they're just mm-hmm. like hey we're just gonna make a fun little tv you know nuanced yeah. version of it it's like okay cool and i enjoyed it for the fans what it appreciated was it, yeah. but like it's, and if they did that with maybe robocop like made a, a tv series out of it or something okay but you can't read robocop movies was like fucking that. awesome I remember, I remember, I remember back in the '90s watching it when it, was, it came on TV. All the I time. vaguely remember movie. it. I had to watch it a lot. I even remember as a kid really, though yeah. thinking I was like, "This is kind of corny." <laughs> yeah, oh, it was definitely even as corny. a kid. It was corny. 
I definitely, I definitely like. I remember I saw RoboCop first, and I was like, okay, you know, cool, whatever. And then I saw Terminator. I was like, yes. Yeah, well, Terminator is obviously cooler, <laughs> for sure. But, but that just made me totally forget about RoboCop. I had no interest in RoboCop oh, after that. He was cool. He was like Inspector Gadget, but in the movies. Oh man, do you remember the Inspector Gadget movie? Oh my they gosh, made? The Matthew Broderick. And then was the terrible. second one with they replaced him. Well, it wasn't terrible. It was cute. But it wasn't, yeah. like, a good movie. Honestly, I, I remember I saw the second one at one point, the second TV movie straight-to-DVD thing they made. Yeah. And I remember it was I actually thought it was better than the first one. I was like, oh, this actually matches the cartoon more than mm-hmm. the first one did. But, uh... Go, go Gadget. How many people are listening who don't have any clue what Inspector Gadget oh is? Oh my gosh, the Gen Zers listening. <laughs> Come on, like, hardly millennials. What the fuck is Inspector Gadget? Yeah, they're like, what the get, fuck? If you don't know, get up with the times, guys. Go, go Gadget toothpaste. Inspector right? Gadget was um, a niche even during his time. Yes. <laughs> he was never the coolest cat in town. No, he was always kind of like this nerdy robot. Like if Terminator was a total nerd. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I like go, go Gadget now I can sign my checks for child support. Yes, that was what was always the funniest thing about those fucking cartoons is like he would use he had everything for everything. So yeah, it's like if he needed to sign something, they would make a point to have him go 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 gadget pen. You know, it was essentially yeah. a superpower is what yeah. it was. Yeah. Why why was Penny never in school? You remember his daughter Penny? She was a company. I didn't remember and, her name was Penny. Um, I don't know either. That was I impressive. Was like, it was Penny. It, it was just like popped into my it? head. Was wasn't her name Penny? I feel like it was it was Penny. I think there was a dog. I think there I was. I feel like there was a dog, right? There was. Yeah. Why was we don't have to wonder, guys. We have technology. Um, gonna... I've got it pulling up on my phone. We have a tendency yeah. of not bringing Google to the podcast and just wondering. And usually arguing about things that we're both wrong about. Yes. Um, it's it's yep, funny. The though, daughter's name was Penny. Look at you. Point me. Wasn't there, wasn't there an actress who's like big now who actually played the daughter? Oh yeah, she played well, Penny. She, she was like she's nobody semi-big. when that movie came out. Michelle but... Trackenberg. This is like um, one of the like cornerstones to modern media. Like, it <laughs> helped in, like, build everything we know today, and nobody knows anything about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's true. She does a lot of those like small TV movies and stuff. Oh. Just one of those actresses. I don't know about that. Mm. You want to know what, what my favorite movie currently is? What's your favorite movie? Mother. Mother. Oh yeah, I, I know. I knew you're big on Mother. I love that movie. I, I just watched it again the other night, actually. Movie. Did you? Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's one of the best movies out there right now. I was very upset when it got zero, like recognition at Oscars. You're giving me a look, Matthew. Do you disagree? It's because of the content. It's because of what it revolved around and how sensitive we are in this country right now about religion and yeah, stuff. That's, true. that's That's why. I think that it was beautifully acted uh-huh. by everyone, particularly uh-huh. J-Law. She was great. Uh-huh. I think that it was a very nice story. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the scenery was subpar. Why? It was a house. What did, you, what did you want it to be? It just could have been more. It just was. I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying that even, I mean, but look how much they jam packed into that house. Better, had better scenery. Like, there's much cornier, dumber movies that have a lot better scenery. So, does a movie for you then it has to have like tens in every aspect of it? 
It doesn't have to, but just to compare to say to say that it's one of the best movies in of modern time right now, then yes, it would have to be it would have to be a blow away. I yeah. think it I think it is though. I mm. mean it's it has originality, it has the artsy factor on it, but a regular goer can still enjoy the movie for what it is. It has yeah. fantastic acting. It's not another superhero. I would movie. say that the movie I just watched recently, Passion of the Christ, uh-huh. has a way more impactful message of the same story going on. Has way better sense. Like if I you want a religious about... moral story, that movie right. blows mother out of the water. Well, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not so much referring to like oh well, as far as religious movies. Go, no, no, but just to but keep just... in the same genre, right? You know? But like. like... I loved Mother. I, I really, really right, loved right. it. I just, it's not one of the best movies made in modern time. Well, I, I wouldn't say modern time. It's just my favorite movie. Currently. I would say, but, I would go as far to say one of the, one of the most interesting written movies. Oh, the scripting was amazing. Yeah, just, and the acting is phenomenal. The interpretive yeah. aspects of it, I think. Some of the best acting the maybe mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in, in a movie right now. Yeah. If, if you guys out there listening don't know what the movie Mother is, Check it out. I'd I'd be very curious to know what you guys and think of it. You can easily watch all of Mother mm-hmm. and not get any kind of religious context from it. Even yes. if you are not religious at all. I compared it to Passion of the Christ, which mm-hmm. really is totally unfair right. to do at but all. It, but it's all very um, like metaphorical. Yeah, if you are spiritual, symbolic, though, you'll get symbolic, a story from yeah. it. It's yeah. all very symbolic, but it's a great movie. Darren Aronofsky is one of my favorite directors. It probably, mm. probably is my favorite director, I would and say. I think that what I – I just kind of figured out what I meant about scenery, too, in uh-huh. that movie, how it was to me subpar, is that if you're going to have such a tight space that you're shooting an entire movie uh-huh. in, if you're going to shoot a whole movie in one house, uh-huh. okay, then I want to see every little detail of that house, I want like the most detailed depiction of the rooms, of what's going on, because there's not a lot to keep me engaged with. Kind of like if you're going to start a story and just tell the end of it, like the last 20 minutes of a story, Uh I want a super detailed account of every minute of those 20 minutes. So you just wanted to see like them explore more of the house. Like literally more detail in the house. Yes. I see. Yeah. Like oh, actual okay, props and things. I can understand that. Like raw. almost like make yeah. the house more a part of it. More appealing to the eye. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because if yeah, okay, I could agree with that because I felt it was very dingy, which kind of right. helped with the story. It was supposed to I was be. Gonna say, if, if, and just just to give context for anybody listening, so that the house holds a very like symbolic, mm-hmm. like the house is a character in itself in the movie. So that's why it's a very important. I felt part it of was it. the the least detailed of all the characters. I okay, I definitely understand that, but I also understand why they did it the way they did because the whole thing was supposed to be like early in the beginning. You know, yes. and stuff. And the, but... there's a, a part, without any spoilers here, there is a destruction aspect that yeah. happens along the way that I felt was done very, very well. Yes. So, I agree. you know, it's got a lot of positive points to it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy religious movies. As somebody who's not that religious, I do really enjoy watching any ones that are like have religious like intent, like mother, or like, you know, in your face, like Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. you know, but. 
always enjoy that kind of stuff. The interpretations of it is always astounding to me. Like Noah was another one. Oh, Noah I was really a enjoyed. fucking fantastic yeah. movie that's in an, my opinion. That's another Darren Aronofsky. I found that I one found it was boring. a blowout of the water. <gasps> really? I did. No, I totally respect it? that though. Just what? it was it just seemed very flat to me. Um even even the battle I felt was just very uh you know, it's like they're guarding it the whole the the arc the, the whole time. Um, trying to, you know, prepare it for the flood and whatnot and keep all the people that want on off. Um, but I don't know. It just, it was very long. It was very drawn out. Like a lot of Russell Crowe movies I've noticed. Just very long, very drawn out. <laughs> I love me some Russell Crowe. I, I will get great. back to Russell Crowe in a minute. But. Let's do that. <laughs> I fu- he's one of my favorites right under Leo. But yeah, Ooh, and I just like, yeah. you know, you got these, these great actors. You got Emma Watson in there too. You got, um... Oh, what's her What's her name from Beautiful Mind? Like, oh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful Mind, which is by far like probably my favorite Russell Crowe movie. There aren't a lot. Um. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well we have to okay. visit this. All right, about Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow, okay, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Where's the hate coming from? All right. <laughs> Where's the hate? All right, here's the hate. Russell Crowe. He tends to same tone every single movie I see him in. It's it's just the same thing. It's the same dark brooding type of guy I always see Russell Crowe play. Mm. You know, you kind of see what Lay Miz. He's playing this broody guy, and I get like that's kind of okay, like well, the okay, any, okay, Lay Miz. All right, all right. I'm that movie. But like like Lay Miz. Um, God, why am I drawing a blank right now? Russell Beautiful Mind, Gladiator. Gladiator, I felt like was like the same uh, thing. Is just that may possibly be, if I had to pick one movie of all time that is like favorite of mine, that would be my favorite. Gladiator, movie. Okay, I felt like on, was good, on. but I just feel like he's the same character. Him as an actor, I'm not saying like movies he does aren't you know good. Right. So you're but right. I'm saying him as an actor, it's like some things he's in, it works. But other things, it's like I'm just seeing Russell Crowe every time, you know, and that goes true with a lot of different actors we've talked about just in the past um, 30 minutes. But uh, I just feel like I get the same thing, you know. I I feel like I just get Russell Crowe. Like I know how Russell Crowe is going to behave in every role that he does. See, that's how I feel about like Will Smith. Or right, like Denzel Washington. There's I feel a like lot Russell Crowe is a little more versatile than that. I feel that. You see him in the new Mummy movie. <laughs> the oh no, where he plays. <laughs> oh gosh. Did you see him, Matthew? No. <laughs> Terrible. I feel that most actors have this thing of that they only play one character, or one type of character, mm-hmm. and they play it really well, and that's like. Eight and a half, nine out of ten actors out mm-hmm. there. Okay, and then you have the top ten percent who are super versatile. Mm-hmm. Now, of those ninety percent of actors, mm-hmm. that's where I think that he's one of the best. I think he's one of the best of your average actors, in that he he gets so much emotion into his particular type of character that he can play. That kind of brawny, brawly. Mm-hmm very simple kind of character you know Mm -hmm. love and family always matters a lot to his character doing the right thing sort of Mm -hmm. thing but then he's always really good at something that goes against that like fighting or you know what i mean he's really good at that kind of inner battle and and showing that off i think 
So I have to ask you, Matthew, because we had a conversation like this before, and you had told me that your favorite movie was The Patriot. True. No, The Patriot is is my favorite movie. That's what I always say is my favorite movie. Okay. And I hold to that. I really like uh-huh. it. But, man, Gladiator's up there, too. Yeah. That's, that's one of my... The you Patriot know, is a better movie, though. Mm. Overall, it's a better movie. You know what actor just like popped into my head who's easily becoming one of my favorites? Who? James McAvoy. Oh, is he the one who plays Professor X in the new... In the new ones, and he was in Split. Oh, he was in Split. The guy yeah. Personality. I'm just like, everything I I've see him in, he just he delivers. Was, I haven't seen that. Good. He delivers I've heard a lot of every time. Every role he does, the guy just delivers. Yeah. Well, what really impressed me with Split is, and I'm sure you've seen trailers or have heard I, of I it. I know, yeah, it's know. about the multiple personalities. Yeah, thing. well, and yeah. that's what's impressive about it, because each personality is very different from the other one, and he'll change between them within, like, like there's one scene in there where he basically has a conversation with himself so he goes in and out of like 15 different characters and like and now that minutes. man who's playing it the actual actor does not have personal or split personality no, James McAvoy no okay so that's I guess where I've heard a lot of good things about is that yeah. he he really nails mm-hmm. what it's like to live with it or and whatever. even you see that yeah. even more in the sequel Glass I never saw it because I haven't seen Unbreakable in like yeah go years. see Unbreakable and Did then, you watch Unbreakable first yeah. before you saw Glass? Oh, yeah. Are those all in the same story? It's on yeah. Hulu. So Unbreakable was the first one he did. It was actually like M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan's first film. And uh, got a, got a, it was Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis did really well. And then, yeah, and then years and years and years later, after all of his hits and flops, you know, he did Split. And then he was like, oh, it takes place in the same universe. So it went Unbreakable, Glass, then Split? Mm-hmm. Un- no, no, unbreakable, unbreakable split, split and then glass. Yeah, and then glass. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. But uh, check those out too. Because glass is a, a character here, from Unbreakable. Oh, trust me, dude. I have su- I have such a long list. It was uh, like t- Thomas yesterday was. We were sitting on the couch um, at my parents' house, and he was just going off of like, "Oh, have you seen this yet? Oh, you have to really see it. It's really good. Oh, and there's this. Do- have you seen this document? Honestly, and, I hate when people do that. And I was like, <laughs> well, like I just told Thomas, I was like, Thomas, I have such a long list of things that I have to get to. Like, I promise, at some point in my life, Tom, we're gonna get to a few of them while I'm here, while I'm in town. Every time he comes and visits, I like get caught up with everything he wants me to watch. Uh-huh. Like, okay, you're going to watch this now. Now you're going to watch this. The one we're watching today is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Is Great that movie. That was that, yeah. that was that like animated oh one. Oh my gosh. Oh, I hear that's the I best want... Spider-Man that's like No, I want to talk yet. about that right now. It's Everyone raves about that. They it's... say it's like the best fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. It's so good. Um, First of all, the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack for it. Um, I bought the whole soundtrack. I've listened to it a lot. Um, it's really good. Uh, the animation is just so unique and the way they did it with like the kind of, yeah, it was like a comic book feel and then still like, you know, that, uh, good, like Pixar level animation, but like in a pix or in a, in a comic book kind of way, it was just the way they did it was so well done and the way they blended the two looks, um, and the coloring in it. Oh my gosh. Like just some really vibrant colors. Um, I was thinking, the whole time watching it, I'm just like, wow, if I had, if I had epilepsy, man, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of flashing lights and a lot of bright colors uh, coming at you. Um, and just the way the, the story was put together, it was very well done. It was a long movie, but it didn't feel like a long movie, you know? 
But like I so I really enjoy when movies are long now. Like I feel like movies owe it to the audience now to I, I feel like just be long. It's like yeah. I don't want to waste my time with an hour and fifteen minutes. So where did the concept you know? of like a two hour average movie come from? Is there a, a reason for that? Feature film is usually ninety minutes, isn't it? On average. That's yeah. that average goes up though as yeah. years go by. But um well, it just it just started with um, some movies at first were just like these like five ten minute little you know back in the black and white silent film days, yeah. and then it it basically just kind of became the average of like there is kind of a science behind writing a film mm-hmm. where it's you know you this happens first and then that leads to this and that leads to this and that leads to this yeah so yeah. just naturally then it was a system that just worked for every story for every movie and you could just find it in every story so then people started to use that formula and just naturally to tell a story oh, to like an hour and a half so it's like a don't fix it if it's not broken thing yeah so you have people who do three hour movies mm-hmm. like you have Mel Gibson's who are notorious for doing long movies. Yeah. Well, and, and then the, most people do like an hour and a half. Right. Well, and the thing with those long movies too is they still follow that same formula, but like, whereas like instead of the catalyst, which is just the turning point of the film, whereas in a lot of movies, it'll be like one set thing that maybe happens in like seconds or five minutes. Yeah. Some some filmmakers will make it an entire battle of like, oh, this entire battle that we're going to shoot for 20 minutes is the catalyst of what sets off this film, you know? Right. Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes long. Yeah. Wow. The new one coming out in a couple it's, weeks. It's going to be intense. Do you guys remember, because um, you just said battles being the catalyst in long movies. Uh-huh. Do you remember um, Kingdom of Heaven? Oh, I haven't seen it in years. Oh, fuck. That was an epic. That was a lot. I remember, epic movie, dude. I remember all of the long-ass fucking fight scenes and all the Lord of the Rings Huge films, battle. too. Oh, Lord of the Rings? Those were a lot of computer-generated fights, though, weren't they? Well, there was a lot of real people involved also. In but costume I mean, but and costume re- Regardless if they were computer-animated or not, there were still these long, drawn-out fight scenes. You know, it's like I can only watch an elf kill an orc so many times. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> you know? They were always badass, though. There was, back in... Uh, um, like, I don't know, my middle school, high school days mm-hmm. when YouTube was first getting big, yeah. there was a guy who would do videos of the fight scenes from Lord of the Rings with Slipknot in the background <laughs> and make them like the Slipknot music videos. Um, they were super badass. They're probably I, still out there if you look them up. I remember when those all used to be super popular. There was one that my friends and I uh, got really into at the time. And you know that system of a down song, vicinity of obscenity? <laughs> yeah, terracotta, terracotta, so, terracotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in the early, early days of like online videos, somebody had like edited that song to clips from Resident Evil 4. Oh, that's probably cool. And yeah, so <laughs> and for whatever reason, we just got super into that particular video. Oh, and yeah, in our group, it was viral. In our group, it was, <laughs> it was viral. viral anywhere else. Group viral. It went viral in my middle school. But I mean, <laughs> I just remember there was so many of those, you know, and now you'll go back and if you find any of those old videos, it's on a YouTube video, but the screen's super small and yeah. you know, it's like blurry to the point that you can't even tell what the fuck it is anymore. But no, I got into a lot of those at the time. And now look at YouTube. I know, it's come <laughs> a long way. They have shows now. They have us now. They have mm-hmm. us now. Fuck wow. yeah, they do. Hardly millennial. The hardly millennials. <sighs> but yeah, movies are... I just want to see better movies. 
uh, just to kind of wrap this conversation up, I'm I'm tired of the superhero movies. I would like to see more originality. I would like to stop seeing reboots or even things that are oh my focused gosh, on the reboots. Dude, like, I have been eating like what six to ten years of these stupid superhero movies. Uh-huh. Sorry, I know I called them stupid, but I'm not sorry. I'm <laughs> not into superheroes really. I don't. The thing I is... enjoy the Spider Mans. And other than that, I'm waiting for the next thing to come around, dude. Well, and the thing is, I don't even mind the superhero movie. I don't mind that they come out. I get that there's an audience. There's people that enjoy it. Just one more variety. Well, right now, the center of Hollywood is superhero movies. Like, Hollywood is just... Don't you think it's almost done, though? I'd no, like, I'd like to. Say no, you so, think there's more? No, no because they they're still making a lot of money from them. people. Still love seeing them. They're the new comic books. Yeah, they're like people are just waiting for the next issue to come out, waiting for the next version. And then, which again, and they're going to keep appealing to the next generation. So. Which again is fine. I get that there's an audience for it, but in the movie making business, it feels like like if you're in the movie making business that means you make superhero movies mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. that's what why can't like space it. become a, i think yeah. we're going to have a new like space and lightning there was soon. like a time when a lot, a lot of space, space movies stuff. were coming yeah. out like interstellar gravity mm-hmm. like those yeah. are all Every passengers now and then it becomes a thing those, well even even like, we've now, been getting a lot of space there i feel like we're starting to get a lot more space movies people are becoming a lot more fascinated with what's out there not so much space but just si- just science fiction yep sci-fi but like i look at that as like cuz they all prey on the same thing we're all curious about like what's beyond our earth mm-hmm. and like that curiosity like drives people and i feel like that's becoming more prominent now i don't know why well because I, I think it is becoming more prominent it, we're right on the brink i think in the next 10 to 20 years yeah. which is our lifetime yes we're gonna actually have people out there we're gonna like set foot on mars yeah whatever I, like what i hear like we're trying to put people on mars by like 2020 2022 i think it was 2024 was 2024 the, was the next date they'll walk they'll walk on mars in our that's lifetime. elon musk's words because when i because when i was at the smithsonian i went to like this um Oh, man, we really switched topics from movies to space. It happens all the time. All right. So, <laughs> Especially with space. <laughs> as, I'm fine with it. Um, but I went to this uh, documentary thing um, in big theater, but it talked about, like, how they're preparing to uh, their journey to Mars. It's going to be, like, two years there. They're going to spend mm-hmm. a year there and then two years back. And just the ship design is very interesting. It's, like, this giant you know, inflatable thing that expands once they're up there and it provides them room to, like, exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're dining, like, everything, like, just gives them livable space. But it's, like, this giant inflatable thing that's supposed to be, you know, I mean, pretty it, tough it, and it, impenetrable. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, when you're in space and you just basically float around anyway, like, what do, what's it going to hurt just having? Because I imagine it's probably not, like, an inflatable thing. Like, I imagine it being one of those, like, tents where you just take it out of the package and you just let it go and it will just, like, Well, it's, like, part like, of the ship. Up. It's, like, in the center, so it's condensed flat. Okay. And then when you're out there, like it all opens up and expands. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm sure it's more rigid than just like a balloon. Oh yeah, you know yeah. I mean? But like they showed like the material from it and everything. Although even if it was like a balloon, it that would be fine in yeah, space. True. There's, it, the only issue would be if like stuff hit it, like particles going through it. Would that's pop what, it. that's why I would think that they'd <laughs> have. To, it'd <laughs> but more rigid. you can't just float the whole time for because mm-hmm. the the problem with going to Mars with people is that, well, the biggest problem is how long it takes to get there. It yeah. takes two, almost three years there and back. Each mm-hmm. way is almost it's two to three years. Yeah. So the longest a human being has ever stayed in space 
is one year. Yeah. And that happened recently. Like he just finished his year a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. And the issue is that your bones get fucked up because there's no gravity on you. So on that spaceship that, Mm -hmm. that you're talking about, they actually, they spin it. And that centrifugal force creates artificial gravity. I was, I was literally that just keeps them that keeps them weighted so that their bones don't get osteoporosis. Yeah, I was literally just going to ask about that because we've seen a lot of science fiction movies depict like ships like that. I know they did an Interstellar and the Martian was another one where mm-hmm. it was yeah. these ships that you know turn and use centrifugal force to you know create the Martian gravity. is a really good representation. Yeah. Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson actually said that that was his favorite space, space movie, movie that they depicted that. the science the best. Matt Damon was... man. <laughs> yeah, not for the acting, for the science. <laughs> for the science. But any, but like, but that was always something that I wondered. Like the reason why they depict it like this in the sci-fi movies is because that's an actual theory of like how to be able to do that. So I always wondered, well, like, so why does. haven't we tried that? Well, that's the my point, spins. though. Yeah. But so you so would want if, that to happen on your ship? Well, that, that's why I was wondering if that was even something we were trying to develop in real life, as far as a real spaceship went. Mm-hmm. Is like I think that, I think so. Is that yes. something that we're doing? I think yeah. that that is the I haven't common. Heard anything uh, about that? The only things I've seen is like I know they're developing planes that can like basically float in the like upper atmosphere and, and, and like cut down. your travel time in half. Yeah. And then like some of the new shuttle uh, designs and everything I've seen just look like, you know, that like, you know, just bigger nuanced versions of the old shuttle. Mm-hmm. And it was always my thought of like, so why don't they build something that can fucking turn? Dude. So <laughs> I think that, that's that why... stuff is inside the ship, like Thomas is saying. Yeah. That's, gotcha. that's the new that's... technology is. The shell looks like the old rockets, mm-hmm. but, but the inside, inside they have things that open up and yeah. create once you get up there. Right. And that that is the living quarter. Mm. Yeah. Well, shit. They're getting good at it, dude. They're, I think they're going to do it. I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. <laughs> thank, I'm excited to go to Mars. <laughs> thank God for Elon Musk, man. Like, definitely open the doors for further space travel. I love Elon Musk. I do too. They shit on him all the time. I know, but if he would just stop talking, if he would just do everything he normally does <laughs> every day. Twitter is evil. Just stop but, using fucking Twitter. Beyond like, that, just stop talking altogether. Oh Don't even gosh. say words anymore, Elon. <laughs> just be smart. Just be you. Just be. Every time he talks, he gets in trouble. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we are at our time for the day. Uh, I had fun on this one. My I goodness. Did too, man. It was fun <laughs> being here, guys. Thanks for having yeah. me. Well, uh, you'll uh, probably hear Thomas uh, a little more this week, possibly. I'll be in town for a few days. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have him on a couple more times. Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms, except for Twitter. We just try not to get in trouble and not post things on Twitter. We don't want to Elon Musk ourselves. And, uh, <laughs> as you guys, if you guys have been uh, um, avid listeners of this podcast, you'll know that we got thrown off three times before we even did anything on it. So, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, we also have a Patreon. You can go visit and donate some money if you would like. www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. Uh, we appreciate all the viewership, the listeners. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share. And Thomas, any final thoughts? No, just uh, I look forward to talking with you guys some more. Ooh, I look forward to it too, man. Matthew, any final thoughts? We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Bye-bye. guys. Thank you so much for being on, Thomas. Yeah.